Welcome to the latest episode of Schneps Connects. I'm your host, Josh Schneps. We've been going all around the city talking to a lot of heads of partnerships and bids. And I'm happy to have with me today, Regina Meyer, who's president of the Downtown Brooklyn Partnership. It happens to be where we have part of our headquarters office and the same office as Regina. We happen to see each other often in hallways and elevators. So it's great to have you on the show to to hear a little bit about what's happening in downtown Brooklyn and what has happened and what is you know, going to happen in the future, because obviously there's been a lot going because of COVID. But uh, to give everyone a little background, the Downtown Brooklyn Partnership is a non-for-profit local development corporation that serves as the primary champion for downtown Brooklyn. And really, it's a world-class business, cultural, educational, residential, and retail destination. Until 2016, Regina served as president of Brooklyn Bridge Park, which is, you know, really a gem in the city. During her nine years overseeing the park project, which was really, you know, industrial waterfront, she really helped transform it into one of the most beautiful urban parks in the city, if not the entire country. Prior to Brooklyn Bridge Park, Regina was the senior vice president for planning and design at the Hudson Yards Development Corporation, another area of the city that's been transformed, and the Brooklyn Borough Director for the New York City Planning Department, where she directed the comprehensive redevelopment of Greenpoint Williamsburg Waterfront, where I live in Williamsburg, which is a phenomenal waterfront destination, the rezoning of downtown Brooklyn, which included high-density office and residential development, and numerous neighborhood rezoning efforts. Working with the Downtown Brooklyn Partnerships Board, the three bids it oversees, government agencies and local stakeholders, Regina is leading initiatives, advocating and securing funding to improve downtown Brooklyn's public realm, upgrade the infrastructure, create open space, and cohesively connect the booming district to adjacent neighborhoods. She received her BA and Master's in Urban Planning from the University of Michigan and is a Brooklyn resident. So Regina, thank you so much for being on the show. Oh, thank you. And it's great to see you. And you're right, being um, here in Metro Tech and being neighbors with you has always been a great, um, and watching, frankly, watching your business grow over the past few years. So congratulations to you too, Josh. Well, thank you. You know, and I can say firsthand that you do tremendous work and, you know, especially before COVID, I mean, downtown Brooklyn, was just absolutely booming. And it's interesting because when you say booming, it, it's it's a lot of different sectors. I mean, it's offices, it's residential, it's retail, it's transportation, it's open space. So, I mean, why don't you give a little background to, to people that maybe haven't been in downtown Brooklyn in some time or really just aren't familiar with, with what has taken place? Sure thing. I mean, I think the thing that's the big headline for downtown Brooklyn over the past decade has been it's evolved from its main uses, which were clearly shopping on Fulton Street and a huge government sector with the courts and BOE and, and, and other major city agencies and Borough Hall to being a truly mixed use downtown. And what that really has meant is that there's been new office development and new housing development, including affordable housing. And there's been new investment in streetscape and areas that we've identified that we even wanna make improve in terms of open space. Also, the retail has changed and evolved. The world, of course, of retail has totally changed in the past decade with projects like City Point, 
So really, I think that what, what's happened over the past decade is the downtown has become more of a center for everyone in, in Brooklyn. You know, all of our, the trains in Brooklyn come to downtown with the exception yeah. of the Bell, as, as you all know, and all of them with that great service, everybody can come to downtown Brooklyn. And, and having that as a center it, for me is also been a part of how a harbinger of how Brooklyn is done borough wide. So we really want to continue that work to make downtown Brooklyn as vibrant as can be. It has a fantastic cultural sector too, which has meant so much to so many different people. We want to continue making sure that the housing is as affordable as possible. But that's really what downtown is about, being a mixed-use vibrant center. I feel like once you go there, you really can't leave, especially as a, an office tenant, because it's almost, I compare it to almost sitting atop Union Square in terms of transportation, because you have every single subway line getting in and out of Manhattan. I mean, you know, pre-COVID, I would go to two or three meetings, you know, a day in Manhattan going back and forth and just, it was fast. So it didn't really impact my day at all. But we also have tons of other transportation from city bike to you know, the ferry and walking distance. So, you know, it's really just bus lanes. I mean, it really is tremendous in terms of the ability to get around from from downtown Brooklyn. Yeah, I, I think the transportation aspect is key to its success. And that's, and I agree, it's it's as accessible as Union Square. And especially when, when you consider that New York City's workforce doesn't live in Manhattan, only a portion does. Mm-hmm. It's just as accessible to everybody who wants to come work here or shop here or live here. And I think the other thing that is, is that we really know that the transportation system is key to our success. So we have to really be diligent about making sure it's successful and working really hard with our city agencies and transit operators to make sure that people are able to get downtown easily. Yes. But, you know, it is a mixed-use community, but I, I think office is still a big part of, particularly foot traffic during the week. You know, we're based in Metro Tech, which is an enormous campus, really. And when I say campus, it's not just offices, right? There's a lot of colleges and institutions. So talk a little bit about what the impact has been with the pandemic and, and what you see coming out of it. Well, I think the good news through the pandemic, and and we're saying this all in the rearview mirror since thankfully vaccines are available and uh, our city has gotten so much healthier and safer over the past few months, is, is that downtown Brooklyn remained vital because there were essential services here in downtown Brooklyn. And places like Target and Trader Joe's and our pharmacies were open in downtown Brooklyn. So people were continuing to come down to downtown Brooklyn. It wasn't like midtown Manhattan where it just emptied out. And that I think was really important because as retail began to open up last summer, people started to come back and and feel the vibrancy of the downtown um, and because of the strength of our neighborhoods. The other thing I'm proud to say is that we've had vaccine centers located right here in downtown Brooklyn, both at Chase Manhattan and Mark Morris and at City Point. And so that's really been wonderful that our own tenants have have really responded to the city's need for vaccination. 
the thing that has been missing in the past several a year though has been office and and offices are starting to open up now but we have seen a lot of people just happy to be outdoors i think the great thing that we've been able to do as a business improvement district is really respond to people's need for outdoor space through the pandemic. And we've done that in a few different ways, starting with last summer, really responding to the city's call to close streets for extra space for pedestrians and for the city's call for restaurants to be able to operate outdoors to um, keep businesses alive. So that was really terrific. We've closed streets. We've really supported our restaurants, even restaurants like old timers, like Junior's was able to open up and and sell its wonderful cheesecakes and breakfast and lunch and dinners uh, outdoors and also a lot of other local eateries. And we really think that's super important to the lifeblood of our business district. And we're really supportive of the city's efforts to maintain the open streets and open restaurants programs as we move forward, because we've what we've seen is that our residents and our visitors want that. They've really responded to understanding the how valuable outdoor space is through the pandemic. I'd say the other thing is business support. And we started in day one, supporting our local restaurants and eateries. We, we started with this wonderful campaign to, to feed Brooklyn Hospital staff right off the bat last in the height of the pandemic. And we did that by raising over $40,000 and spending that directly in our neighborhood to serve lunch to Brooklyn Hospital staff last April, May, and June. And I'm really proud of that effort on behalf of the staff and all of those who were able to donate to that effort. And it gave us the ability to make sure that certain restaurants and eateries actually had some cash to to stay open. But moving forward, what we've been doing to support businesses is, is making sure that every business has access to the loans and grants that have been available from government mm-hmm. um, to make sure that they're alive. And we've been really helping as many people as we can do that. You know, as we're talking, you have the, the map of uh, Brooklyn behind you, but I think it would be really helpful. Give a little background on really the geography that you cover. Because downtown, sometimes people think of it as a very isolated area, whereas it it really is a large area. Yeah, I mean, actually, it's funny that you say that. When we were talking about transportation, I always assume that people understand how centrally located downtown Brooklyn is. But the, the fact is, is that the reason why the transportation is so great is downtown Brooklyn was always a center, starting with Borough Hall, going way back to when Brooklyn was, in fact, its own city. But the other interesting part of downtown Brooklyn is how connected it is to adjacent neighborhoods. And that is part of the strength of downtown Brooklyn. And we are surrounded by great neighborhoods like Fort Greene, Brooklyn Heights, Borum Hill, Clinton Hill, Carroll Gardens. And that all feeds into why it's a vibrant neighborhood is because it's all really, really walkable. Mm-hmm. And those neighborhoods really ha- identify with what's gone on in downtown Brooklyn and vice versa. If people live in downtown Brooklyn or work in downtown Brooklyn, they easily can go grab lunch on DeKalb Avenue in Fort Greene or on Montague Street or on Atlantic Avenue. And that's part of the charm of Brooklyn and part of the strength of, of what we're 
about. I'd say another thing about our connectivity and where we're located is, is that, and you, you mentioned this earlier, is that we're close en enough to the waterfront. When I was building Brooklyn Bridge Park, people thought, how far away is the waterfront? People will never get there. <laughs> but what we've learned is people just make that 10 to 15 minute walk easily because it's so attractive. However, that prevent also presents a huge challenge because let's be honest, not all those connections have been really re-energized. And one of the, our goals here at the partnership is to make sure with massive infrastructure projects like the BQE or the rebuilding of the Manhattan Bridge or the Brooklyn Bridge is that we also see a, an improvement to our streetscape that connects us. And that's really been important. Um, one of the things that I've noticed since I started this job is that MetroTech is really only a 10 to 15 minute walk away from areas of the Navy Yard. Mm -hmm. And one would never, ever walk there from here. And I've been a huge proponent of making people understand that those should be walkable areas, that we should be able to walk up Ashland to Flushing Avenue, past Commodore Barry Park and really work on connecting our neighborhoods better. And that really means also that our connectivity should be more equitable. That's one thing that I think is another challenge for us is making sure that there's access to jobs and access to open space and access to shopping from all of our neighborhoods. And so that's one thing that I really count as a goal of the partnership. And you could just see it by this map, because what we'd like to do is make sure everybody can connect. Yeah, I mean, you've done a great job, but it's a big challenge when you have Flatbush Avenue running between or major, you know, intersections or crossroads that, that cut through communities. But talk a little bit about the tech triangle and also, you know, really some of the outstanding um, educational institutions that play into that, like uh, City Tech and NYU Tandon School of Engineering. Yeah, that's really a, a good point. One of the big ideas of, for Brooklyn in the past decade has been tech. And the idea is that we need a new job base and really need to capitalize on the fact that we have so much talent right here in downtown Brooklyn. And what we've been doing is working with the Navy Yard and Dumbo to market ourselves to the larger world to say, you know, you can go to the Flatiron District. Let's be honest, there was no tech in the Flatiron District 15 years ago either. But you could find great staff and great space right here in downtown Brooklyn. And the basis of that is the fact that the NYU Engineering School has been growing by leaps and bounds over the past decades. You know that here because of their footprint here in MetroTech. And they've been able to really respond to the growing companies here in downtown Brooklyn and, in fact, also add to incubators here in downtown Brooklyn because they have the Urban Future Labs and a few other business incubators um, what we've been really trying to do is work on both sides, both the government and with the private sector to make people understand that this is a place to do business and this is a place that they can have job growth. One of the things we successfully did last year, even through the pandemic, was argue to the state legislature to make a case to reinstate REAP, which is a real estate tax abatement, which brings a direct abatement to companies who come locate here in downtown Brooklyn. 
And it was great to see the government understood that that tax abatement was really important and they, it was in fact extended. And now when I talk to companies about moving here, that is one of the things that makes it very attractive. The good news is there's a new building right here in downtown Brooklyn, a brand new office building that has taken advantage of these programs. It's a beautiful office building designed by FX Collaborative and developed by JEMB Realty. The real synergy is as F, that FX Collaborative, as they were designing the building, realized that this could be a great place for them to move to. So FX Collaborative has moved from the Flatiron District to downtown Brooklyn just two weeks ago, and they have been able to take advantage of this REAP tax benefit. We really um, are working hard to support new companies moving here and making sure that companies understand that this is a great place to work. Great access to employees, great access to neighborhoods, great access to talent coming out of our local schools like NYU and City Tech. And that, that really is for us um, the future at downtown Brooklyn. Another thing that's happened with new development is there's been new school development. A big announcement also just a few weeks ago was that St. Francis College will be updating their campus by moving to the Wheeler on Livingston and Hoyt Street. And this gives St. Francis College a phenomenal opportunity to modernize its facilities for its students right here in downtown Brooklyn. Mm. Basis School is relocating, excuse me, they're actually not just relocating, they're expanding and they're moving their entire lower school from Red Hook to downtown Brooklyn. Prospect Charter is um, expanding here on Willoughby Street, and there'll be a new public school in the base of Willoughby, uh, One Willoughby Square. All of these things make downtown Brooklyn more vibrant and more central for Brooklyn. So it's really, really exciting. You know, you've really transformed several areas of the city. What, what would you say to other community leaders, people in power? We're going to have a new mayor, almost an entire new city council. What would you say to, to any of those people when thinking about trying to improve other communities throughout New York City? What little piece of advice do you think you could provide? Or even to yeah. business leaders that, because, you know, if you look at your board of directors, I always can tell if, if an organization is a good organization when you look at their board of directors and you have basically an all-star lineup. So it speaks a lot to that. So maybe some of it could also be spoken to you know, uh, business leaders or people with financial means that can give back? I mean, what, what do you think helps transform a community that needs to be top of mind? I think the thing that makes community transformation successful is a few things. One, it's you got to start from your strengths. And I think that's why Brooklyn has succeeded and transformed over the past decade. And that it's really about the fact that so many people cared about downtown and our neighborhoods, witness the phenomenal institutions that made it through the tough times, like Brooklyn Academy of Music, mm. the library, the museum. There was so much work put into making downtown Brooklyn great. But what everybody understood is that the bones were here and the community was here, but it could be um, more inclusive and serve more people. And that's exactly what I tell people is you've got to really listen and know your neighborhood. As big as New York City is, and as complex and as diverse as it is, 
every neighborhood has a great identity and every neighborhood can improve. And that is really what I've seen happen here in downtown Brooklyn. There's going to be more job development, building more housing, more affordable housing. And that's really, to me, how neighborhoods can be successful. The other thing, though, is also making sure you take advantage of citywide efforts and efforts, um, larger efforts, and make sure that you can bring the benefit home and make it local. Mm -hmm. And so an example through the pandemic, obviously, is the citywide effort to open restaurants. We wanted to make sure that touched our residents and, and served our businesses. But on a different scale, when it is a large infrastructure project, like a new bikeway going over the Brooklyn Bridge or the rebuilding of Brooklyn Queens Expressway, what we want to make sure is that we use those opportunities to make sure we bring those improvements home. So the things that we're going to be advocating for are rebuilding our streetscape, rebuilding our streets to make sure that they really can be improvements felt by our residents, workers, and visitors. And so the, I really always think that every project has another opportunity and another ability to improve our community. And so that's really my best advice to citywide. Um, and you see it citywide as the city continues to evolve. Well, thank you for sharing and thank you for your time. It's always great to see you and chat with you and you know, you're really doing terrific work. So please keep it up. Well, thank you, Josh. And um, we look forward to working with you and um, we look forward to bringing Brooklyn back. Likewise. Make sure to subscribe to Schneps Connects wherever you get your podcasts or stream us online at podcast.schnepsmedia.com. <laughs>